The Football Pod on OTB Sports. Do you still listen to the Football Pod or is that like texting your ex? Absolutely. As I often said, I'm jealous that uh, I don't know who's so good, the little whore. <laughs> the Football Pod is available every Tuesday exclusively on the OTB Sports app. OTB AM. With Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. It's time to check in with La Rochelle head coach Ronan O'Gara. Ronan, how are you getting on? Oh, and how are you doing? Great. Hi, Shane. A uh, couple of weeks now since we've last been chatting. I think it was the build up to the top 14 quarter final. Uh, and now we're enough defeat to Toulouse, 33 points to 28 on the day. Uh, was your sense that your tails were up going into that game? Or in hindsight, was it a sense that it's actually quite difficult to, to get players to the correct level after such an amazing result a few weeks previous? Um, no, I think you'd have to be disappointed with the way the top 14. Uh, away game went um, to Toulouse but um, the damage is probably done in, in in our league form throughout the season I think the key takeaway from this season would be uh, you look who's in the final it's Cast and it's Montpellier Cast finished first Montpellier finished second uh, and having that actual week off just gives you a huge advantage compared to the other teams because you essentially get a week to freshen up and uh, the French teams have obviously played a difficult quarter-final the, the week previously which you mean no matter how you try to decipher it does have an impact uh, on freshness uh, especially if you're going 13 weeks in a row and then other I suppose French teams some of them play the top 14 uh, like their lives depending on a few teams probably have a go at both competitions be very interested in like a, this if we could invent like a, a Tri Nations esque tournament for yourselves, Toulouse and Leinster, and see who would actually come out on top of that with, with everybody playing each other week in week out. Because it seems that there is like just this incredible sequence of results and incredible games that have come up between those three teams, which obviously sit near the summit of European rugby right now. Yeah, it would be it because it's um, they take a life of their own. You look mm. how Leinster, I suppose, uh, completely. Uh, destroyed Toulouse in the Aviva Sea of Blue on a fast surface uh, but I suppose the, you mean the asterisk around that is that they had 100 minutes in the in the legs from the previous Saturday they had a week's travel uh, and Leinster were probably on fire that day um, in Marseille it's a one-off game when we play Leinster uh, it's probably more commanding performance by us shall I say at home in the semi-final the year previously when it was a soulless ground with no supporters so it's it's hard to kind of judge in that but in terms of rugby content we probably um, um, physically had a little bit more dominance in that game than we would have in the final I would think uh, and then you look what Toulouse do to La Rochelle there's no doubt about it it's a, it's a bogey team uh, for us the scoreline really flatters us 33-28 we weren't in the game but I think what should be probably remarked upon is that the boys never I suppose uh, threw in the towel they fought in the end and, and coming up five points short we probably had preview that we if we stay with them um, we win the game, but if you give them a 19 point lead, it's too it's too much because I think we are probably fitter than them. Uh, but at home, um, they were hurting, I suppose, from their exit, and um, 
that's that's what happens in these big games. Are you on holidays at the moment, Ronan, or is that just the back garden? <laughs> You're trying not to break a smile. I can see on, on Skype. Um, I'm uh, I'm on holidays. I wish it was my back garden. <laughs> Where, whereabouts are you? I'm in a pizza. First oh, nice. time ever. Oh, nice. What's that like? Yeah, yeah. So uh, there's obviously two sides to the island, uh, and um, the family side of it is is to be recommended. It's beautiful, beautiful. But, but you're on the other side, obviously. <laughs> no, <Nah. laughs> no. Nah, nah. I um, I'm good at winging it, but that would be uh, taking it to a whole new level if I was to perform this morning and not slur my words if I was on the other side. So. Uh, no, I'm concentrated and um, uh, just taking a bit of time out, recharge the batteries and go back at it um, the end of July. Are, are you thinking about the season that just went by at, at times like this, Ronan? Are, are you trying to kind of like soak in what, what happened in, in the, the European campaign in particular? Or do you just try and plug out completely? Because I guess it's, a, it's, it's like this balance, you know, sports people always say, you know, we don't appreciate the great moments enough and uh, I guess that there's never you know time uh, essentially to, to try and soak yeah. it all in I think when I watched for the first time when I watched Leicester win the Premiership it dawned on, on me I suppose what La Rochelle had achieved uh, you look at the I suppose the joy Leicester got from the domestic competition uh, that was also at European Cup stage I just think it's it's a fairy tale story in the fact that um you know, you, you you win a European Cup with the last play of the game. Uh, it's very, very rare that happens. And, and I suppose I was head of a coaching team that that made that happen. Uh, and that's, I think, a uh, feeling you get for five minutes after the kick, after the final whistle is very, very powerful. And, and it makes the kind of 10 years of questioning why you're doing this and... Uh, why you want to do this it just all comes together and that moment is very very powerful when you can share it with your family your brothers um, it was amazing Marseille the soccer stadium it's uh, a mythical stadium and um, I suppose that um, memory now is ingrained but you got to move on it's, 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 it's next game now but you'd be foolish not to uh, not to be grateful and not to uh, reflect upon that and then the flip side of that is how can you go from that to driving on to to having a an, an attack on uh, on the domestic competition as well. I guess then the, the contrast between that and, and a player and somebody who would be playing test rugby is that at this point of the year, regardless of all the success that you might have had during the season, is that you're thinking straight away summer tour. If you're an Ireland player right now, even if you've won silverware, you're thinking, right, OK, the All Blacks are next up. And, and maybe as a player... As I say, you just have that. You just don't have any time to kind of like uh, bask in the glory of what you might have achieved because it's constantly on to the next thing in this rugby calendar. Yeah, it is. And I would say um, for the first time in a long while, um, there's a bite to the summer tour that may not have been considering, I suppose, the form of uh, the provinces in terms of uh, Ulster probably a lot more consistent in, in in their performances Munster underperforming Leinster uh, would be disappointed with how I suppose the end of their season is Connacht producing a lot of quality players you mix that into the to the Irish pot 
and, and you're going to New Zealand, the one thing um, that will be exposed in, in New Zealand will be a, a, a fragile mentality. So um, I suppose the top two inches are going to be absolutely um, crucial for, for, for the Irish team uh, to, I suppose, uh, optimise what they want uh, over for the next month because looking from afar you would think that it's probably this is the start of the World Cup mm. it has shades of um, England going to I think New Zealand in, in 2002 when they kind of under Woodward when they uh, obviously identified that they had to win a test away from home before they were going to go on to win a World Cup so um you know I mean, obviously Ireland are, are are a little bit uh, behind that in terms of you know the superpowers at the minute probably are um, France, South Africa, uh, and you know I mean I think you always have to respect New Zealand because they're um, very good at um, speaking for World Cups. Um, so from Ireland's point of view, it's it's a tour. Uh, uh, packed with opportunity for everyone on it at different stages of their career because I think if you perform in New Zealand you get an awful lot of credit uh, and respect because there's no uncertainty in terms of is this player capable of thriving under the uh, cauldron of high pressure test rugby you, you will find out in, in the next five games Ronan like you referenced uh, 2002 there and like I know probably heading into that year, New Zealand were, were the, a dominant force as well. 97 years, I think, was the last time Ireland had beaten them, uh, for one thing. Like, I remember reading different places, that, uh, you know, even since then, and it's hard to believe it's 20 years on, about you know, yourself coming up against Jonah Lomu in that match. And, and interestingly as well, like I know that was the, especially the game in Dunedin, the 15-6 defeat. I remember you talking about the, the, the yellow ball that was used in that game. And, and sometimes these are the small margins that can be you know, off-putting for a kicker like yourself on a day like that. And I think you talked about sheets of ice as well on the ball that, that were kind of uh, putting you off. Like, what are your memories of, of that particular game and, and that particular day in Dunedin? Well, what strikes me straight away from um, really re- listening to your commentary is that that, that was that's a, a, a great uh, bunch of weak excuses <laughs> in terms of <laughs> there were sheets of ice on the ball. <laughs> it was a yellow ball known as a pig, but... Uh, you know what I mean what do they say about a bad a bad tools man isn't it or a bad craftsman brains blames his tools so like that jumps out at me straight away so I need to correct that straight away and the fact that it was opportunity but that's another example of not being able to handle the pressure that's those games were there to to be won but whatever stage of my mental development I wasn't able to get us over the line um and that happens. I think you learn from it and you become better. And then uh, hopefully three years later, you probably found the benefit of succumbing on, on that tour to have a better result at the end of the day. Um, but I think for people that probably haven't travelled to New Zealand, it's very, very different uh, mentality to touring anywhere else. Maybe South Africa is similar. Um, but they eat, sleep and drink rugby in New Zealand and everyone has um, has an opinion on the game and their greatest strength is that every boy and girl wants to be uh, a black fern or an all black that's 
that's the dream. You know, there's none of this I want to play uh, football for Dublin or for Kerry or I want to play soccer for Ireland or I wouldn't mind being a tennis pro or a golf pro or have a go at rugby. Over there, it's it's very, very simple. The dream is, and everyone chases it, and when you look at it as an outsider in there, you're like, wow, this guy would make a great career for himself in Europe if he was to chase that dream and, and probably set up his family. But they're, like their, they're, they're, I wouldn't say ignorance, but their inner desire to be an all black has to be commended. It, it's so, so powerful and is there is such a strong um, asset for keeping them uh, based in New Zealand. Like I mentioned Jonah Lomu there and probably he is he's more than just a, an excuse he's a proper excuse like you can you can certainly use that one and get away with it like I remember you talking about uh, on that tour specifically 20 years ago you know ha- trying to hang on to his bootlaces and you, you probably tried to do anything you, you could to try and stop Jonah Lomu the late great Jonah Lomu but when you saw that man running towards you like what what was going through your head Ronan? <laughs> it's it's actually um it's incredible to think actually that two people of such different bills could be on the pitch at the same time. Uh, but he had a, such a caring heart and he was uh, such a good guy that he obviously he was a competitor. He just wanted to get over the game line. But like, as he was kind of busting through you and, and leaning in the head and getting you out of the way, he'd nearly kind of carry you with you and place you gently so you wouldn't get crushed <laughs> by his fall. So, and yeah, geez, I remember him, and you remember uh, Twigamala, Inga the Winger, like some uh, incredible uh, species of players that produced, uh, obviously from the islands down there as well. Um, so it's uh, great memories, obviously, great memories from playing against um, such special players that have unfortunately passed on. Uh, my, my cat would be able to, to tell the players all about what it's like facing that sort of uh, fearsome uh, All Black uh, this summer as well. Uh, can I ask about that O two or O two tour as well, Ronan? Like, was is that a rough experience for you as a young out half? Is, is, is o two? I'm after mixing up. I was talking about England going to yeah England. Going, what, what year was that? Was that? Oh, well, that was the O one. So there was two thousand. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was I, no three World Cup. It was it? no three World Cup. So we, Ireland go to New Zealand in 2 play there twice, lose the first one narrowly, lose the second one uh, pretty healthily. You start both tests, you get taken off for Humphreys, I think, in the first test. And it's just... Yeah, a, when, when did England play New Zealand? It could have been... Well, could it have been the same summer, potentially? Because it was only two yeah, tests. Yeah, yeah, okay. Okay, so I'm not... I'm not I'm, I'm not 100% sure. Don't take my word for it. No, no, I'm not... I'm not mixing up the years, though, isn't it? It was because they made that... That was a big statement for them. Yeah, going into the 2003 World Cup. So they had a New Zealand go to uh, a tour there in, in 1998. They go to a, a tour there again in 2003 and uh, 2004. Yeah, and then there's an autumn international in, in 02, um, which, uh, which they end up winning. And then they beat them 15-13 on the 14th of June 2003 in Wellington. So it's actually the same year as the World Cup. And then uh, yeah. winning the Northern Hemisphere the previous year. So it's back-to-back wins for England, which uh, bring them right into a World Cup 
yes, or the, just to show that I can do it, you know. Yeah. Uh, from Ireland's perspective, though, was that something that you were trying to do in O two? You know, what what is it like? Fifteen months out from a World Cup, we got to show that we can go down there and actually. No, beat no, them. Th- no. Honestly, that wouldn't have been the mindset back right. then. No, but obviously, uh, you know, it wasn't as if it was a Sunday pub team either. On you know, we had some really classy players with a huge ambition on our team going down there, and the goal was to win a test. Most definitely, and we saw no reason why we wouldn't win a test and I think performances will show that we knocked on the door but we didn't kick the door down so that's that's what happens in those in those games be it from missing goal kicks or not executing under pressure but we most definitely had over the years um, numerous opportunities to win test games in New Zealand How formative can that be for a young half that a young out half that experience because what we're probably going to see over the next couple of weeks is Harry Byrne getting minutes, meaningful minutes for Ireland and you know what, it may, it may be next Wednesday he may start against the Maori and, and maybe he won't get meaningful minutes in the tests if, if Carberry and Sexton are, are fully fit and firing but that pressure cooker that he might be thrown into over the next couple of weeks and this question actually probably pertains to Carberry as well how formative can these three tests be for, for those young outhaves? Oh, this is, this is game changing territory I would think, this is the acceleration that a young 10 needs, if he's able to I suppose show glimpses of, of form yes he'll make mistakes but is there uh, enough opportunity to grow this guy with a World Cup 15 months away the upside for for Harry Byrne is absolutely huge this guy should be um, incredibly excited about what the next uh, six weeks uh, entails for him because it's essentially um, you know I think being a, an ex-player and a coach too, there's so much only you can derive from training. What happens in the game scenario is just so powerful and leads to whole new opportunities. For him, this is something where all the shackles could be completely thrown off and within a space of four months, you could be looking at a completely uh, redefined uh, young old half capable of taking the world on. What can you say for certain right now about Harry Byrne, Ronan? Because it feels that there's a lot of things that are uncertain and a lot of things that, I guess, people are seeing in training and, and are being reported. But, but what can you say for certain right now about him and what he will bring to Ireland this summer if he plays? I can say with certainty that I'm not in a position probably to to give an accurate account of of how he plays and who he is as a person. You know, mm. I, I think I read that he started four games as an out half this season which is obviously completely undercooked yeah. but the training environment in Leinster with all the internationals and with excellent coaching is a great launching pad what he needs now is meaningful games but is the step from URC potential uh, average games to the Maori to a test game uh, the formula to set him up to succeed. I would have my my doubts about that. But if there is uh, a massive burning desire in this guy to to run Ireland's attack for the next ten years, this is the opportunity now. Who are you starting? More so, sorry, in training when he gets the opportunity uh, to go against the the, the test team. That will probably. Uh, highlight to the coaches whether he's good enough to start in the Maori game but for me it can change very quickly if he shines in training he goes well in the Maori game 
um, Ireland are in a position where they need to understand their depth at out half and we're only there's only well no there's four out halves for me on the tour because uh, this guy Frawley is is incredibly um, exciting and interesting and I think if you want to play the game uh, with tempo and with wit I think he's a great five to have in midfield but maybe you're looking after the 50 minute mark for that as well does he cover uh, you know the 10, 12, 15 axis and and you have scrum half Frawley and one more outside back as your replacements for, for a test game yeah, it's going to people be... would say Carberry does exactly the same. He does exactly so, but he needs to be in form. It's going to be very interesting. It all gets underway in, in six days' time with that Maori game anyway, and then the first test on, on Saturday week. Uh, just one last thing before we let you go, Ronan. That, that O2 test series, I'm not sure if you remember, but Scott Robertson was at number eight for both of those tests for the All Blacks. He, uh, I think he just showed every coach in the world up once again on Saturday morning by his... Uh, breakdancing routine in the rain on the pitch after the, their great win in Super Rugby why haven't we seen a Ronan O'Gara dance at uh, full time after winning a championship no because that's his that's his uh, that's his dance that's his gig that's not for me I no I don't have I don't have that talent unfortunately <laughs> I'd love to give it a crack but that's not me yeah it sounds like you're actually you're, you're angry about it that you have the talent Hidden in all of this is the unbelievable achievement of a six-peat. Mm. I mean, that seems to be secondary to his breakdancing. I don't think he gets anywhere near the credit he deserves to mastermind that. And I think for people who saw that, I've never seen such a one-sided final in, in, in a game of rugby. Uh, they completely demolished, destroyed the Blues. And uh, it, was a, it was a masterclass. Yeah, they were absolutely sensational. Uh, Ronan, enjoy the, the quiet side of Ibiza. We'll chat to you soon. Cheers. See you, Shane. Bye-bye. Hey, Ronan. OTB AM. With Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar.